When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I am not pretty. I am not dressed well. I am not in a room with any interesting background. My hat is off-centered. My glasses are off-centered. But I deliver results. And that's how people want us results. In the back of your mind, your dreams should be real, right? Thanks all for tuning in to Dreamcatchers, where we make things happen. Dreamcatchers was formally launched to unlock the hidden potential in successful, self-motivated individuals who desire to take their life's work to the next level but need support to evolve. We are a collective group of professionals with various backgrounds that use our talents to assist those individuals in realizing their wildest dreams by providing education, inspiration, and direction. This podcast is where we share the lessons we've learned along the way to catching our dreams and give you some context around the how and the why to each approach to put you further ahead on the journey to catching your dream. Are you ready? Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Dreamcatchers podcast. I'm your host, Jerome. I've got the grand pleasure of having Justin Breen with me today. Justin, how are things in Chicago? Dude, I think you and I might have been separated at birth and this... uh interview i think will confirm that so i'm very excited to talk to you man we just have like we're like on the same path of it's just the same path it's really fascinating we know the same people and talking about the same stuff and trademarking words (laughs) it's just very interesting interesting prelim conversation to this so uh, to answer your question things are great in chicago things are great so i do things a little atypical I ask how people can get in touch with you at the beginning of the episode so that people don't have to listen to the whole thing. If they Dude, that's genius. That's brilliant. You're the outlier, man. Love it. Love it. Cool. So how can they get in contact with you? Uh, Yeah, so I'm the outlier too. Most people like go to my website, which you could do, but uh, just follow me on LinkedIn. I have about 23,500 followers there and uh it's uh justin breen on linkedin i use it as a commercial for other people so (laughs) so justin you're a super connector man talk to me how did we get to this place where you got over 20,000 people following you on linkedin you don't write for newspapers (laughs) anymore as an employee like walk me down this journey because it's fascinating for me So it's a journey that could be summed up in two words, entrepreneur life. Every entrepreneur has a journey, right? Um, Nobody cares about what you do. They care about who you are. But if they care about who you are, they will care about what you do. So um, my company, Brepic, usually don't even mention the name of the company, but that'll probably be the only time during this entire interview. But So I, I founded that company. April 16th, 2017, um, which was two months and six days after my job salary was cut in half as a full-time journalist, so I couldn't get a, couldn't get a job. I tried to find a full-time job. So I incorporated, uh, and then from April 16th, 2017 to, uh, I think June 1st, I reached out to 5,000 people to get my first five clients, so one out of 1,000, 999 no's for every uh, one yes, so... 
Got the fifth client June 1st, resigned uh, the next day, and then uh, Robert Feeder, he's the top media columnist in the Midwestern portion of the United States, did a story I'd started my own firm. And so that's the, that's the origin story. As a journalist, I had tens of thousands of contacts or connections, but um, on LinkedIn, I only had 2,000. And since I started my company, that's, I, I saw the value immediately. Different, different type of connection, entrepreneur entrepreneur connection as opposed to a source connection and so just kept doubling down on that and now over 23,000 and most of them are very high level entrepreneurs around the world so it's been exciting to watch that grow. So you, you said Brepic is like an incubator for <laughs> uber successful entrepreneurs around the world. Is th- Did I catch that right? Yeah so that's a brilliant thing what you just said. It's better than what I said. So like I have a PR firm or whatever, but really what my company is is a giant incubator of geniuses around the world and we're constantly introducing each other for mutual gain. Byproductism constantly getting intros to companies around the world that, that want to hire my firm. So no sales, no funnels, none of that. Just none of, you just create value for the highest level of mindset and work with mindset, top mindset, create value, then they create value for you. So. Um, and then I created my entire business model. I was a journalist for 20 years, created my entire business model based on how PR firms annoyed me for 20 years. So saw a problem, created a solution to problem, problem solved, successful global company. So I had zero business background when starting this. Now I have a global company that works with the top mindset people and brands in the world. So pretty simple. Wait, 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 wait. You said the PR <laughs> companies annoyed you as a journalist. Like... Break that down. Like, what is the problem that you had? So I, since I've started this company, I've talked to thousands of the top entrepreneurs in the world, thousands. And so you see, when you do that, I just, I, I just do that. Talk to all these amazing people. So you see patterns, right? Same pattern is a simple, simple formula for creating a successful global company, right? It's a very simple formula. You see a problem, you create a solution, problem solve, successful global company. So that's all I did. I was annoyed by PR firms sending me useless press releases hundreds of times a day from people I didn't know. So it's just annoying. It's a problem. And the press releases are, like I said, they're useless. They don't serve the journalists. They serve the client. So my firm created a solution to that problem. And the entire process is on my company's website. There's no hidden tricks, no nonsense. You just, here's what my firm does. And, um, it's very, I, I just simplify everything. I just see all this stuff and I just simplify it. And then, you know, a lot of entrepreneurs have no follow-through. They're kind of all over the place, all these ideas, but they never follow through on it. They have a, you know, so that's why they hire a million people. I just say it and do it. I have very high follow-through for an entrepreneur, so I just execute, deliver the results. And so that's what my company does. It just solves the problem and gets results. So it's been exciting to see that, see that mindset lead to the right network, and that creates the right opportunities. So how do you serve the journalist and the client at the same time? Dude, that's a great question. No one ever asks that question. So my, (laughs) that's such a good question, man. So my firm's stories, they serve the journalist. Byproduct is the client is constantly interviewed because the journalist wants to interview the client because the story is about who the client is, not what the client is doing. Byproduct is they're constantly being interviewed because the client is interesting and they want to be in news. The, the media wants to interview them. And so I actually get emails and things from, or messages from journalists saying, thank you for sending that to me. Thank you for sending me the story. 
and that's been very interesting to see that <laughs> to see that happen. But um, yeah, it's, again, it, problem solution solve successful global companies. So, from a journalistic perspective, um, companies hire my firm for two reasons. One, I know what a story is that actually serves the journalists that journalists want to do and the public cares about, as opposed to a press release which no one cares about and just annoys journalists. And then I'm not sending my journalist contacts a bad story. I'm not going to burn that bridge by sending them nonsense. So it just cuts through all the noise and nonsense. Problem solved. So it works for works for any vertical, any location, any size company. That none of that means anything. It doesn't mean anything. It just it solves the problem. So it's just thinking on a different level up here. So most people can't understand it, but the people who can are running the top companies in the world because that's how they all think. So how do you know if the story is interesting? <laughs> Dude, you'd be a good journalist, man. So my skill set is I can hear blah, 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 blah. Most of it's blah, blah, blah. But then I'll be like, something will say something interesting. And I'll be like, ding, I just know that's the story. So I did two to three stories on Deadline every single day for 20 years. I just know that. So the answer is I know. It's like someone who's an expert at whatever else they do. They just know. I mean, I just know what media cares about. I'm a journalist my whole life. I've been a journalist since I was six months old, sitting on my mom's lap reading the Chicago Sun-Times. It's one of my first pictures. I was born with a story. My dad was 61 when I was born, and uh, my mom was 27. And so how did that happen, right? Like how 34-year difference. And so my dad was driving on uh, the Eden's Expressway, which is a north-south highway north of Chicago, and so this was before there were cement medians, and so there was grassy knoll, and a drunk driver came over and hit him head on. Should have killed him, should have died, but he didn't, so my mom was his nurse, and she literally nursed him back to health, and so here I am. And then, uh, you know, my dad was a soldier in World War II, uh, first lieutenant, he'd be 104 if he was alive now. And so, you know, when he was in World War II, he was a, a soldier in the Battle of the Hurricane Forest, which is one of the most you know bloodiest battles in the war so he kept a diary kept a diary of his experiences in there I don't know how he did it because it was raining and there were foxholes sleeping in foxholes and no no excuses just get it done so that diary is my most cherished possession in terms of material things and uh, I write exactly like he does he died when I was 13 found it after he died I write exactly like he does so that's how I know I mean there's a story in me it's just in, in me in my blood literally and I just know because I know <laughs> the secret sauce so i guess yeah when you decided to leave after your salary got cut was that the first time you thought about going and doing your own thing 100 percent, yes so i grew up in a pretty affluent area i got a full academic scholarship to college i got a 32 on my act so i have pretty good brain pretty good went to university of illinois full academic scholarship i never once heard the word entrepreneur Growing up, never once learned it in college, never once heard it in journalism. College, for the most part, doesn't really prepare you for any of this. And so started this company, didn't know what an LLC was, didn't know what a W-9 was. I still don't know what an S-Corp means, no idea. I didn't know you had to pay taxes four times a year. So one, I was never taught it. Two, I never thought I'd have to learn it, and I didn't care. So yeah, that was the first, first time. Wow. Okay, and so... You said you had a thousand to one ratio on the first. <laughs> right. <laughs> why didn't you just say, oh, well, I'll just go back and get a job. Like, 
What made you keep going? I call this the red pill moment. Yeah, that's the red pill moment. So the red pill, most people can't take the red pill. They don't, nope. They're not the red pill. So here's what separates Here's what separates entrepreneurs from people that would go back and get the job. Because I, I, I just talk to people and then I see the patterns, right? So I have not met one entrepreneur at the very highest level of thinking, which I am at the very highest level of thinking. I say that in full confidence, not arrogance. Big difference between confidence and arrogance. Very big difference. But I haven't met one entrepreneur at the highest level that has not overcome at least one of the following four things. Most two or three, some all four, but at least one. So here they are. This is entrepreneurly. One, depression. Two, anxiety at the highest level. Three, bankruptcy or potential bankruptcy. Four, uh, likely and or possible traumatic experiences as a child or young adult. So most people, they can't overcome that. They go back and get a job or they never even try to do this. The top level entrepreneurs not only can do this, they can thrive in it and uh, use it as fuel, as fuel to grow. So I'm constantly, I'm a high fact finder, so I'm constantly figuring out my brain. I'm endlessly interested in my brain and then other high-level entrepreneurial thinkers. And uh, there's a test called the PRINT test, P-R-I-N-T, which tells you your unconscious motivators. It's like the stuff under the iceberg, under the water with the iceberg. People see the iceberg tip, they don't see under the water. So this test tells you you're under the water. And so what I found is that my my unconscious motivators uh, is to be endlessly driven to succeed and achieve. That's my number one unconscious motivator. And what I found is that matches from talking to the top entrepreneurs in the world that, who are at the top investment levels of entrepreneurship. They, they all have essentially the same score that I do, same print score. So I was always like this. I just wasn't doing this until I accidental entrepreneur or whatever. So I had this mindset, you can't, you don't, you're, you're born with this, you're, you're not, you can't, if you don't have this, you don't have it. You can't just will it to happen. You have to have it. Most people don't have it. <laughs> so it's- They don't. That's why most people can't do it. That's why you don't see a lot of high level entrepreneurs because they, people can't do this. So it's baked in? It's baked in. hundred percent baked in. And, uh, one, because most people can't overcome those four things I talked about. Two, you just, you can't, you, you, you have to, from what I've seen, you have to experience down here to be, understand up here. You have to know what down here is to be up here. And um, again, most people, they just conform. They're not outliers. So, so my, what I found too is that people like me were, were aliens within their own family, aliens within their own community, and aliens within their own verticals. So no one understands them. And uh, so I'm on a constant quest to find other people like me. It just so happens that the people like me are running. They're, they're either running the top companies in the world, they're starting them, or they're, they're going to be because that's their mindset. And uh, so that's what my company is. It's just tens of thousands of people that think like me. Alien is a very interesting word. Here's why it's interesting. I was talking to a guy. He's from England. He's in Dallas now. I was telling him about the alien thing, and he's like, yeah, I'm, I'm an, a, an alien in my own family. He's an alien, and he's like, I'm an alien within my own community, or was, and then an alien uh, within his own vertical, outlier outliers, and he's like, and I'm literally an alien in the United States. You know, a legal alien, but an alien. I'm like, oh, you're a fourth alien. <laughs> and so that's the type of conversations I have, and so 99.9% .9 of people think that sounds like a maniac talking, but... The 0.1% of people who are running these companies or creating them, they're like, oh, that makes completely sense. It makes sense. So that's what it is. I hope you.
forget when you're picking up what he's putting yeah, down. Yeah, of course. You love <laughs> it, man. You guys are picking this up. So the right people will pick this up. I though. agree with you. Other one, otherwise, they'll just the ones that they listen to where you they can find me on LinkedIn and they're like, "This is I'm not I'm done with this." <laughs> so, but the right people always reach out, man. They always do. So you talked about the one guy that wrote the story about you after you got number five. Yeah, Robert Feeder. Yeah, and then that took you to the next level. Was there anybody else who showed up to help you along the way? Any? Oh my God, dude. Holy cr- Okay, so one, that's what my book's about. Um, you mean uh, this one? Epic Business? Epic Business, yeah. This Thanks, one? man. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, that <laughs> one. Yeah. Thank you. Appreciate that. Yeah, so I only mention it because um, there was no intent to write a book. There was no intent, but I posted 30 things that I had learned from 30 of the top entrepreneurs in my company's first 30 months. So that was... October 16, 2019. So I just, I'm like, okay, I have about 37,000 followers. I'll post this. It'll, maybe it'll help people. And so people are like, oh, you have to write a book on this. You have to write a book on this. You have to write a book on this. People were printing out the list and bringing it to meetings. And so then when certain level of people say you need to do something, then I just do it because I have high follow through. So wrote the book and, uh, Chris Voss did the forward. He wrote Never Split the Difference, which is one of the top, you know, business books in the last 20 years. Anyone who's anyone knows who Chris Voss is. And, and uh, but one of the chapters in there, you know, you mentioned people helping you is, you know, I've, I've had mentors since I've started this. Uh, most business owners, uh, most businesses, 80% or so don't have a mentor when they start. And uh, that's pretty, that's pretty horrifying because this is hard enough. This is hard enough. So without mentorship, I mean, I had zero business knowledge. So without business, without mentorship, it wouldn't, it wouldn't have, I wouldn't have succeeded. I mean, you need, you need, you need people to help you. I mean, thousands of people. So thousands of people have helped me on this journey and I help thousands of people, the right people. What's up, tribe? It's your host, Jerome. I just want to let you know that we put together a free 15-point checklist for exiting the matrix. Jump on over to dreamshouldbereal.com in order to pick your free copy up. Let's get back to the show. So you and a couple other folks that I've met in your circle have this super connector approach where you're, you're, you're introducing people without expectation, without hey, this is my relationship. You better give me a keep kickback if you guys do business. Yeah, well, you know, yeah, right. What is that about? Come on, that's weird. You're aliens. That's so interesting. So one, you're like that too, completely. So here's, here again, I see patterns over and over. So what happens is the evolution of a human being or entrepreneur, however you want to look at it. First, it's uh, get to get. You just get to get. So I reached out to 5,000 people to get five clients. Then you get to give... You're, you're getting, but you're giving a little bit, but you're mostly getting. Then it's give to get. So then you're, you're mostly giving, but to get, you're giving to get. Then you get to the point where you're give to give. You're just giving to give. So I'm give to give, but I only give to the right people. I only give to the right people with the right mindset. Because if I'm giving to someone who only wants to get, th- that doesn't help anyone. That's just a taker. And it's not like they're going to help me per se, but they're just going to be takers. And so I don't partner with any takers. I only give to give to people who give. So I used to do that, right? I was surrounded by takers. 
They were totally right. fine asking and not offering anything. Not, not offering anything. And I was miserable. Of course. Right? And I was empty. And I couldn't figure out what was wrong. And so I started taking inventory. I was like. Dude, you're the same person as me. We're the same person. So what do you, I mean, how you said you only give to the right people. Talk to me. How, how do you know who the right person is? Uh, I feel like I'm asking myself questions right now because uh, I'm guessing you know the answers to these, but you're doing these questions because you're helping your audience. But this is how I've evolved is that um, the key is their mindset. And so they have to have investment, visionary, abundance mindset. Investment, visionary, abundance. Those are the three key words. So those, those people, again, they're either running high six-figure businesses or high, high six-figure to ten-figure businesses. They see their families whenever they want, and they do what they like to do and what they're good at. Or they're going to be those people. They're not there yet, but they will because they have those, they have those attributes in their mindset. And so the opposite of that is scarcity cost mentality, which are the types of people you were hanging out before where they're just trying to take from you because all, everything to them is a cost and transaction. And so I don't work with anyone that asks, what do you cost or what do you charge? Not only because I don't want to work with them and they're cheap, but because they're only going to refer me to people that are like that if they ever did because they're only hanging out with cost scarcity. And so you were miserable because you didn't want to hang out with these nicks anymore, so you wanted to find more people that were like you. And so... I did the same thing, and I did that by raising my rates exponentially and weeding out the nonsense everyone who thought is everything is a cost or charge. Because people that hang out, people that think of everything as a cost and charge, they only hang out with people that think of things as cost or charge. So I raised my rates exponentially, had far less clients at first, but those clients were investing more. They looked at things as investments, not costs, and then they would introduce me to people that look at things as investments, not costs. So small amount of investments and became a large amount of investments. And those people want to introduce you to other people like that. They want they want to introduce you to other Jeromes because Jeromes are hard to find at first. But when you find them, two becomes four, and four becomes eight, and eight becomes a hundred, a hundred becomes a thousand, a thousand becomes ten thousand, and then there's no limit to it because those people. They want, they want to share this. They want to give. They want to give to give to the right people. And so that's what's exciting is that I, I, know, I know who I am for sure, in case you haven't, can't tell that. I know who my followers are. I know who my tribe is. And then they just weed out the nonsense. And it just, once you find those people, there's no limit to it. My company's only three and a half years old, and it'll just keep, it'll just keep growing. There's no limit to it because once you, again, work with these people here, this type of person, it leads to this. You do this with this, it leads to this. No limit to it. it just keeps growing. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's funny because it's so easy, right? But people get caught in their own BS. They get caught in their own BS. And they get caught in their own fears. And they get caught in their own fears because they're surrounded by other people who are afraid to do anything. So you're the exception because you were annoyed by the people that were taking and taking and not giving and so you did something about it i am just <laughs> and continue to do something about it right so this is this so I, this is how my brain works this is how i built a successful global company with zero business background because my mindset and network are at the highest levels and it will only continue to go that way <laughs> you got to create and deliver value at that level so correct you said that you raised your rates exponentially where did you go where'd you start where'd you go yeah, so I always laugh. Um, I always laugh. I always, always laugh when people are like, oh, I raised my rates 3%. Three <laughs> percent. Uh, I quadrupled and quintupled my rates. And uh, 
and uh, I'm doing it again because the demand is there and I know the people at a certain level they don't look at things as a cost charge they, they just look at it as an investment and they see the value they see the value of not only being in news at the highest level but getting introduced to people at the highest level and that's what right mindset leads to right network creates the right opportunities so it's all a good investment and uh, when you weed out the nickel and dimers and the cost charge people you just to attract the investment mindset people. The key is raising your rates exponentially. Like not 3%, like three times, four times, five times, 10 times. And I remember the first check I ever got was uh, for Brepic. That didn't say my name. I said my company's name again. I didn't think I would. But the first one I got for my company name uh, was for $500. And boy, was I happy to deposit. I made the bank run, deposited it. I was so happy. I couldn't believe it. And uh, I, uh, <laughs> I I do not get uh, the checks now are are much 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 bigger than that and uh, but if I was to tell you the five hundred dollars I should have framed it or not framed it but saved the receipt I didn't I guess I could go back and get it but raising your rates weeds out the nonsense and I'm raising your rates I mean really raising them not percentage like tupling it so if it's not a five figure check it's probably not worth doing. So that you can add real value, is that? Yeah, and so that's a, so that's a great question because um, I'm in Strategic Coach, which is the I'm very confident saying it's the top entrepreneurial group in the world in terms of mindset and thinking. And one of the activities that it is biggest check, um, which is also smallest check. And so biggest check is like go after your biggest check clients, but then smallest check is you won't work for anything under a certain figure. And so that figure's in the five figure range. You know can't invest five figures, it's not a good use of my time. And frankly, it's not a good use of your time because you don't really get it. So tell me more about that because is the lifetime value of a client more important than the first check or is Man, that's a good question. Um, so here, here's how I'm going to answer that. Because half my clients are long-term where they, it's like one or two stories a month for six months, 12 months. Other half are project level where it's one story and pitching it for a certain amount of time. So the lifetime value of that, of that being in media is, is, it, is exactly what it is. It's a lifetime because those media clips don't go away. So for those project clients, even though they're not, uh, it's not recurring revenue for me, the, the media clips and the connections that, it, that my firm provides for them actually is a lifetime of value because they don't, those, the clips don't go, I don't think they'll ever go away. Maybe they will, but they're, I don't think they will. Like my company, essentially, what it does for these media links, it creates a SEO database, SEO catalog for companies and, and brands by getting these media clips or podcast interviews. And then the connections, that's just relationships. The, the, um, you know, as technology changes and all this other stuff evolves, which is great, the two constants that won't, will never change are, one, relationships, relationships never the value that never changes and then stories we're a world of storytellers everybody wants to have a story we're a society of storytellers from like painting on caves to what we're doing now and it'll just continue to evolve and so that's the lifetime value and so the people at the highest level they they understand that there's no they, you don't have to convince them anything they just understand that they get it so you mentioned strategic coach do you believe in coaching and mentorship i guess it's to be assumed, but... Yeah, and so strategic coaching in, in, uh, specifically, 
I'm, I'm on the board of Entrepreneurs Organization of Chicago. I'm in Abundance 360, which is the smartest people on the planet in that. Uh, they let a wackadoo like me in there because I made a big investment in it. And uh, my mindset and network are at the highest level. But most of the people in, in Abundance 360 are running $10 million to $10 billion businesses. 99% of them are. And then they'll let somebody like me in there every now and then. But if I could only do one of these, it'd be a strategic coach because it's 90% of the way I live my life and spend time with my family and do what I like to do and what I'm good at is what I've learned in that program or from that program in two years. And so just pretending we're not in COVID, it meets uh, Dan Sullivan's the co-founder. He's my hero. But So in terms of what it does is it meets quarterly in uh, pretending we're not in COVID. It meets quarterly in L.A., Chicago, uh, Toronto, and London. So I go to the Chicago group because I live here. I'm the only one from Illinois in my group. Everybody else flies in. It's all entrepreneurs. And uh, it just gives you these 90-day quarterly marks and helps you really focus on what you're good at and would like to do and raising your rates and then being in the right room with the right people. Because for entrepreneurs, strategic coach is really meant for maybe one out of 400 entrepreneurs. But then it's a room of one out of 400, but a big, big room full of them in a big global community of them. And so that's it's, it's the top. Dan Sullivan's the top entrepreneurial coach in the world, maybe ever. He's the genius of all geniuses. And so, and then that program, again, I think I'm very confident saying it's the top entrepreneurial program in the world. So you get in a room with people like that, you become someone like that. You just rise together. No, no competition. It's all collaboration. No scarcity. It's all abundance. So it's been exciting to see that evolve. That's wild. So would you be willing to talk about one or two of the challenges that you've faced along the way? One or two. <laughs> I'll, I'll talk about one big one. And you talk about mentorship, you know. So end of 2018, I'd made more money uh, in a calendar year than I ever really thought possible. And I'd never been more miserable in my life, ever. I don't, and so it's like, oh, that doesn't make sense. All this money. And just, you just to, you know, this isn't like, this isn't like angel investor type money, but from a former journalist to making this type of money, it was a big leap. And so I'm like, oh, all this money, miserable. That doesn't that doesn't add up. So I reached out to uh, one of my mentors, uh, who's ten years younger than me. He's been an entrepreneur since he was 15. Built the largest, one of the largest political consulting firms in Illinois. And so I was talking to him about that, and he's like. Uh, a couple things he's like you know one every entrepreneur that he knows uh this felt like i felt at the time and then two the most you know one of the most important things i've ever heard is like you know understand how you feel now one you'll be fine and then two learn from this learn how you felt but then learn from it because you'll feel like this again but learn that you'll be okay and so that's been one of the most crucial things that anyone's ever told me in my entire life business or not business because because this life is a it's a roller coaster, but now that I know in the down part of the roller coaster, I know it's going to go back up, and I learned from that and now I've seen the business cycle for three and a half years how things actually work and uh so that's one of that's one of many 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 i mean that's that's entrepreneur life that's just how that's how this is, and again, that's why most people can't do it because they can't handle them they can't handle the roller coaster they get off the roller coaster and Go back to the job coaster. Can't do the roller coaster. <laughs> Put your lap belt down. 
yeah, they don't they don't get on the ride. They just can't get the height requirement or whatever it is. Just go back to get the funnel cake and sit in the sit on a bench, eat a funnel cake. We can do that an analogy all day with the amusement park. They get on the kitty ride. Kitty ride. Don't want to ride the loops. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Justin, what was your worst fear in the process, man? Come on. The worst fear in, since being an entrepreneur? Yeah. yeah. So number one is I didn't understand the business cycle. So um, I'd go from, you know, I'd go months where, you know, it's a good question. So you go from months where you're making 30, 40, 50K a month. But so you're not looking at that. You're looking at oh crap, next month I have no new clients coming in. I have no new clients. I have zero income. Where's the next income going to come from? So that's a very when you're getting a paycheck your entire life every two weeks set amount, and you go from making thirty, forty, fifty k a month to not knowing if you're going to make any money the next month, or next two months, or next three months. It's very bizarre. It's a very bizarre feeling, and that takes not months. That gets that takes years of getting used to based on my experience and then talking to top entrepreneurs in the world. And so that was what I really worked on is understanding the business cycle that it just, it just doesn't work like a, it doesn't work like a regular job payment. And again, strategic coach Dan Sullivan, he had a a video, which was life changing is that it's thinking of payments as like an entertainer lifestyle. So entrepreneurs and entertainers, very similar. The top entertainers and top entrepreneurs, they have the same mindset. That's their commonality. But then, the you know, you just have this mindset. But then the other thing is how they're paid. Entertainers at the top level are paid these astronomical fees, like top entrepreneurs at the highest level are paid these astronomical fees to, to perform. They're paid to perform. So my company, I'm paid to perform to get these stories out at the highest level. So it's not a lot of work, but... They're paying like an actor. It's not a lot of work, but you're at a certain level, so you're getting paid a very high level to perform. And then in between that, there's a lot of downtime where you're not getting paid again, just like an entertainer or an actor or an athlete. And uh, whether you need to practice until your next payment, next performance, or you just take time off. And that really helped me. Uh, I just didn't understand it. And so getting over that fear was very important because now I, I just understand the business cycle. Now I understand how it works. I understand that people will invest and pay me, pay my firm to perform at the very highest level. They'll invest heavily in that because the, the top level thinkers, they've all gotten to a very high level point by investing heavily in other top level performers. They don't look at it as a cost. They look at it as, as investing in a high level performance, much like their company performs at a high level. <laughs> yeah not getting paid i think everybody who's had a job is becomes addicted to a paycheck that's exactly that's an addiction yeah. that's what it is that's exactly it's like um that's that's it's it's removing the addiction feeling that's exact very good that's exactly what it is so what are you most grateful for yeah so nothing random about that question i don't think because i do a grateful journal I started doing that about two months ago, maybe a little less than that, but every Monday through Friday on LinkedIn, I do all these, it's called a grateful journal post where I just write all the things I'm grateful for. So if you're living in, if you're grateful, it's hard to be negative. If you're grateful for so many things, it's hard to be negative. 
Um, so I'm grateful for a lot of things, for these type of conversations, for our friendship, all the relationships, you know, all the great things. It's just, it's, it's just great. It's great. Grateful. Great. And, um, but I, I think number one, very number one, is that my children, who are eight and six, and my eight-year-old started his first business when he was seven, I'm most grateful that my kids will see what this life can be like, which I never got to see until I was 40 years old and six days old until I got to start this. And so I'm most grateful that my two young sons get to see the joy that I'm having and they can, if they want to do their own business, that's fine. But at least they can see that this life is, that it's very possible because their dad is doing that. That's what I'm most grateful for. There's nothing better than being a dad. Yeah, so you got, again, you got to keep in mind, yeah, one, yes. Two, my dad died when I was 13, and uh, my dad was my best friend, my hero, you know, just a great, he's a great guy. So there's nothing better than that. And um, my wife is, uh, she's the exact opposite personality as me. She's a pediatrician. And uh, what I found is people like me, uh, I see the patterns, they marry school teachers or uh, uh, preschool teachers or social workers or pediatricians or nurses because like me marrying somebody like me would not be good does happen sometimes but it doesn't usually they usually marry the opposite person so my wife has made me a, a human in some aspect like barely but just enough to be just enough to have you know just enough and then i've given her like uh she's more of a risk taker now it's a really good balance but you know so i'm just grateful that my wife is like you know some people when they they, they um you know they dedicate a book to like all these people you know they dedicate it to every all these people and so i just dedicate it to my wife because and i have two great kids but i just dedicate it to my wife because she's she's normalized me she's made me a human and uh that's the greatest gift anyone could give me i mean because it's otherwise i'd just be I just wouldn't be a human. I just wouldn't be. And so she's, I, I don't know why she married me. I really don't. But she did. And uh, she made these great two kids. Uh, these, ki these kids are just amazing. And so that's what it is. There's nothing better than being a dad to those two kids and, and being a somewhat above average husband to my wife. I mean, maybe average, above average. But, but being a dad to, to, you know, get to experience my kids, it's, it's, it's just, like you said, it's the best. It's the best. All right, Justin, what gift are you giving the world? Yeah, that's a good question, man. Someone asked me the other day, uh, who do you work with? So this is a convoluted answer, but it'll make sense. Or answer, but it'll make sense. I think it'll make sense. So my answer to that was, well, I only work with the top 0.1% of mindsets in the world, whether they're dirt broke or they're running $10 billion companies, because the dirt broke person will find a way to invest. They'll take out a second loan. They'll take out a second credit card, which I've had multiple clients do. They'll find a way to invest. And the ten billion dollar company person, they'll they have the money to invest. So, I only partner with those people because even though they're the minority of the minority of the minority, they're the ones creating the companies and the technologies and everything that actually employ the billions of the people. So, by working only with those people, I'm actually helping the most people. So, I'm my what my company is what I am is I'm the bridge between these insanely high level performers. And I'm connecting them to the rest of the world, which allows the world to grow and evolve. So that's my gift to the world. Building the bridge. 
Because if nobody knows about the people, then they can't help anybody. So that's that's interesting. They they can help people at this level. They can't to the next level or the next or the next. They can get to a they can get to a level, but what I hear more than anything is they're tired of being the best kept secret out there. So they're at a level where there's still a secret, and they want to help more people. They want to they want to spread that joy or whatever the technology. And so that's what that's what I do. That's what my firm does. So that's a, actually a tremendous gift. It's a, an insanely tremendous gift. And so I'm very thankful that my weird brain allows me to do that at the very highest level. And it will continue to do that at higher and higher levels because I have the right mindset that attracts the right people, right opportunities. And so the final question, I always wrap up the podcast with this one. What's the one thing you want our listeners to take away from our The <laughs> One thing? Whew. Okay, so I'm going to answer it like this. Oh, man, that's such an easy question, yet it's so hard because there's so many things. But the one thing that people who have read my book have told me the mo- that's the most important for them, not for me, but for them, was only work with people who look at things as, as investments, not cost. Only work with people who look at things as investments, not cost. Your whole life will change when you do that. So that's the one thing. Totally different mindset. Totally, it changes everything when you only work with people who look at things as investments, not cost. The people that annoyed you and frustrated you, those people go away when you do that. All right. I'm supposed to wrap it up now, but I can't because you said that. What I've watched, and this is not you in any way, shape, or form, but what I've watched is people are presenting products of no or little, little or no value with great marketing. And passing it off as something that is high value and people are making what they consider to be an investment in an asset that is worth nothing. And so how do we as investors protect ourselves from great marketing? Because this is the hardest pill I had to swallow over the past year of, hey, Jerome, yeah, it doesn't matter how good your product is. Nobody cares if it's not pretty when you market it. So... I am not pretty. I am not dressed well. I am not in a room with any interesting background. My hat is off-centered. It looks like I'm getting a little bald up here. My glasses are off-centered, but I deliver results. And that's all people want is results. So flashy nonsense, whatever. Flashy nonsense, no, no, no. Just less talk, even though I've talked a lot in this interview because you've asked really good questions. And when I get on a platform like this, I can talk forever. But in the real world, I'm actually, in the real world, in, in my world, I'm actually very little talk, all results. You just get results. So flashy, flashy, blah, 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 pretty stuff. No, no, no. It's this, me, this cuts through all that with the directness and the mindset. And so what I will say is the the, the beauty, the beauty is the mindset. That's what it is. I've actually worked with them. Um, worked and partnered with a lot of beautiful women, a lot of beautiful women, which is very interesting to me. Some have been beauty pageant winners, contestants, but their brains, it's their brains. Their brains are amazing. It's incredible, their brains. And I think they battle the same thing that you just said. People look at them for outer beauty, but their brains are, in, they're just incredible brains what you just said i think goes through their heads the same thing that's what i think and so they're on a constant quest to brain outbrain people i am not a beautiful pageant winner 
<laughs> but my brain, my brain is, <laughs> and it keeps evolving. So I don't know if that answers your question, but that's, that's what came into my head and it actually makes a lot of sense to me. Yeah, I think what you're saying is what are the results? How can the person deliver results and make sure that it's true, not a freaking review or how glossy the brochure is. And so glossy brochure. Yeah, no, no glossy brochure. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 no. Yeah. That's it's uh, yeah. Just, just get results. People at a certain level, they just want results. They just want results. And so here's, and I know you want to wrap up, which I get it, but, Here's the interesting thing, because I'm a, a lot of interesting things, but I'm a futurist visionary. And so these interviews are actually replacing mainstream media in terms of relevance and importance. So I've seen that from a firsthand perspective because of, of my book. I'm in media all the time, but then also from a client perspective. So a lot of folks want the flashy, they want the flashy, you know, Forbes and New York Times article. It's fine, but that's mostly just flash and that's the flashy brochure at this point. These are the real, this is where real commerce is. It's, it's heading toward that way because the, the host is usually an entrepreneur. They understand the entrepreneurial brain. Two regular journalists can't ask these questions because they don't think like this. Two, you can do a deep dive on somebody. You can do a deep dive so you really get to know them. So 30 minutes, 45 minutes, an hour, if not longer. So it's a, not a drive-by interview. And then... Um, and you can't really get to know someone in five minutes. And then three, the audience, although not as large uh, quantity-wise quality, it's a far more qualified audience. Regular person's probably not going to listen to this. I mean, they're not going to listen to this. They're not, unless they can't figure out a way. Yeah, you're shaking your head, right? They're not going to listen to this, but the highest level entrepreneur will. And those are the people changing the world. So that's how I see that. Podcasts are going this way right now, mainstream media down that way, but podcasts will continue to go up because of those three reasons. So I see that from a first-hand perspective and a client perspective, and it's very exciting. Annoying sometimes because a lot of potential clients still want the flash, the nice glossy brochure. I'm like, well, that's fine, but it's just your ego at this point. It's just your ego. This is where this is where commerce is really happening right now on a media level. So that's how it is. Beautiful. Justin, I really appreciate you being so generous with your time and sharing your experience so freely. Yeah, it's just fun, man. I've scoured the internet. I don't think you've shared this much in any one place, so I feel privileged. <laughs> Thanks, man. I feel pr- Well, for those who don't know about you, you are a very high-level connector. You get it, man, at a high level, and it's really, it's really only beginning for you as well as you're doing, it's only beginning because you have the right mindset. You have the right mindset and that's the most important thing. And now your network's just going to continue to evolve just as mine evolves. And there's no limit to it because you'll just continue to find more and more people like you, more and more aliens. And it'll just keep, it'll be very exciting to watch your, your career progress. As long as we go on the journey together, my friend. We will. That's what people like us, that's what we do, man. (laughs) So, It'll be fun. All right, guys. So that's a wrap. Until the next time, your dreams should be real. Thank you for joining the tribe today. We would love to hear from you. Please don't forget to rate, like, and share. Perhaps someone you know could benefit from what we've discussed. Until the next time, remember that your dreams should be real.